Blog Talk Radio. In a world where everyone is a social media guru, there is one lodestone, one brightest point in the sky, one true north. Uh, we have no idea where that is, but we've been here every Tuesday since August 2008, bringing you the absolute best and brightest guests from the world of social media and internet marketing. Welcome to Social Media Edge Radio. And now it's time to get this show on the commode. Here's your host, Ken Cook, and co-host Mike Mueller. And that's when the uh, albino ran away with the pee. Uh, oh, are we on? Are we on? Oh, my goodness. I'm just going to go ahead and kill the evergreen thing here, Mike. But first... Yeah. Yeah. Nice ubiquitous sip. Of coffee. How's about how's that tea, Mike? You have your tea? Uh, you know what? I have my tea. Had my tea. All gone. Ah, and uh, so now you're yeah, my tea. I'm tealess right now. Eh, it's better than being toothless. <laughs> it's one of those days. Um, welcome to Social Media Edge Radio, where it does get a little silly from time to time. Only because of Mike, however. I just want to add that I can am always extremely serious. Oh, this is not April Fool's Day. It's another day. Nope. What day is it, Mike? Let's just kill the evergreen. Let's just get it out of the bag. Well, today's actually, it might not be when you're listening, but today is actually um, Thanksgiving for us. And no, it's it's Valentine's (laughs) Day. It is, and thus the name of today's show, which is... I don't remember something about mm, ah the things we love about social online digital marketing blogging yada yada and I think it's going to be a fun show. Uh, I noticed Mike was up in the middle of the night expressing his love in the show notes. I was. I had inspiration at four o'clock in the morning. <laughs> That happens, and and you know when it comes, you got to go with it. So today we're going to be talking about just some kind of personal things that we love uh, that are found online, things that we use um, regularly, things that we talk about, uh, and things that are valuable to individuals, small business operators, uh, independent agents, and even even big companies. Just kind of keeps in vain with what we normally talk about, doesn't it, Mike? Yeah, absolutely, which is uh, all things uh, to help make your business bigger, better, faster, stronger, smarter. Yeah. Yeah, agreed. Uh, So welcome to the show. If you're here live, make sure to get over into the chat room. You just go to uh, blogtalkradio.com forward slash smedge, that's S-M-E-D-G-E, social media edge, and uh, click on the chat now button, and uh, that'll dump you into the chat room. Most of our listeners listen later, either on iTunes or on the social media, on the Blog Talk Radio platform. However you listen, we really appreciate you listening, and thanks for being a listener, because this is Season 9, Episode 6. That's amazing. That's just an amazing thing. It is, and we've added a new segment over the uh, last few weeks to kick off our ninth season. And that is that we're sharing every week, we're going to share a tool that we love, something that 
we use or that is valuable to you. And, and uh, I'm going to start this week because uh, Mike's is going to be a fun topic. Mine is a good topic, and it's something that I get asked about occasionally. I was having a conversation with the other day with a guy the other day, and he said, I wish there was a way that I could just get in contact with all of my uh, LinkedIn people at one time. Mm-hmm. I said, well, there is. You know, you can, you can email them. He said, yeah, but I'm not, a, I'm not a, a subscriber, so I don't have access to that and everything. I said, ah, but you do. Mike, did you know that you can download your entire LinkedIn contact list into a CSV file? And when I saw this in the show notes, I actually, if, if you had a camera on me, you would have had a perfect cringe. I shuddered when I saw this because I've known about it and I might have even have written about it or what have you, but it, it just, you know what it, I'm going to say it makes me cringe in that. Um, yeah, I don't really want, I, I networked with you on LinkedIn, but that I didn't really want all the spam that I got from you. And you know, there's no way to opt out of that. Once it's in there, it's in. But mm-hmm. on on uh, the particular use that this man was asking about, I'm all about it. Sounds great to me. It was a once a one-time notice that he wanted to make sure that everyone got directly yep. from him. They are connected on LinkedIn. Uh, he was actually leaving a, another corporation and starting his own and was offering something that was truly for free. Uh, of of value. Uh, So I supported his use of that. Now, if you're going to download it to every week, send me a copy of your open house notice in uh, Tabula Maduda. I don't want to know about it. Mm -hmm. I just don't want to know. If you're going to retire and you're going to step out of the business scene and you're just saying goodbye to all your friends, like you and I have a friend that was an agent in the Ozark Mountain Territory, um, who Uh retired and just vanished from social media pretty much. Uh, I would have loved to have heard from him via that message. Fortunately, he he actually called me and told me that he was leaving. Um, But, yeah, I agree with you heavily that it could be abused and should not be abused, but it's the same spam rules that we use for everything else. Don't spam people. Just don't do it. But how you do that yeah. is you go to linkedin.com forward slash address book export. That's it. So whatever information you've got in there, you now have it on your local computer. LinkedIn.com mm-hmm. forward slash address book export. Don't abuse it because if you do, Mike's going to send you a lump of coal this uh, December. <laughs> But yeah, I think, well, in, in one hand, I think it's pretty cool, and I have used it myself, as far as that goes, but like anything, don't abuse it. You know, I've actually never used it. I've downloaded my contacts, but I've never done anything with them. Mm-hmm. Mike, you've got a pretty cool tool. I like to use uh, this when it's available. I, You know what? I'm glad that you have used it. I had never seen it before and came across it. Totally by accident, I was reading a blog post about something, yada, 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 and uh, I came across it, and I went, hey, wow, this is uber cool. I really like this. 
um, has to do with two-factor authentication. And if you don't know what that is, that is going to, I'll tell you, it's going to save your bacon no matter uh, what your password is. Eh, eh, for the most part, it's <laughs> 99% going to save your bacon. Um, and what that is, is pretty much anything that you sign into that's, I'm going to say, somewhat critical, whether it be Facebook or your bank or what have you, almost all of them offer what's called two-factor authentication, which means when I sign in, here's my username, here's my password, and if I'm on a computer that you don't recognize, I want you to take it one step further and send me a text message. And that text message might be a six-digit number or something like that over to my cell phone. So in this way, if somebody knows your username and your password and they go to sign into your banking account and you have two-factor authentication set up, they don't have that text that the bank just sent over, that six-digit number that they're asking you for right now to sign in. And that's two-factor authentication. So uh, the website is twofactorauth.org, and it has pretty much everywhere anything uh, you want to think about, whatever your bank is or, or what have you, uh, they've got it up there. And you can do a search for it, or you can sort by different things, and it'll tell you, hey, they've got two-factor authentication. Or sometimes it tells you they don't have it, which is incredible. They don't have two-factor authentication, and here's a, a way that you can tweet this. But if they do, and you're wondering, okay, well, how now do I get this in? Let's say um, my bank is Wells Fargo. How do I get two-factor authentication started? There's a link right there that goes directly over to Wells Fargo's information on how to get enable two-factor authentication. Mm-hmm. It's cool. And I love it. I, I really do because I'm a big fan of, of uh, two-factor authentication. As you know, I do a little cyber uh, security for an or, uh, organization that a few people are aware of. U.S. military, and uh, they, uh, we, my, my job actually is really small, but it is to, uh, part of it involves putting out a newsletter every month that goes out to uh, the uh, uh, Georgia National Guard, which is about what different things that you can do to keep yourself secure, keep your family secure, keep your data secure, those kind of things, and 2FA is huge. Uh, and the fact that somebody actually took the time to put this, I wish I had thought of this myself because it's right up my alley. Um, and it's yep. so simple. People think, I don't want to be bothered. Let me tell you, if you've ever been uh, compromised and you've been hit, you won't think it's mm-hmm. a bother at all. And, I mean, how it's not like you sign into your bank 15 times a day. You do it maybe, what, twice a week or so at the most, maybe? Um, yeah. And it's just nice to get that extra little text in there. I use it on Gmail. I don't know if you've used the GF, uh, Gmail 2FA, but it just pops Absolutely. a little note up on screen and gives you a number, and you go to your phone, cell phone and click the number that it showed you on the screen. You don't even have to type anything, and you're in just like that. So big, huge fan of 2FA and uh, this website. So I wish we had an applause in the can because, Mike, you, you, that's a great tip. Really good tip. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I use I I use is it just you just go two FA? I use two factor authentication, absolutely everywhere. If they've got it, 
I've always searched it out. This is a wonderful resource to tell you if they've got it or not. Yeah, um, check it out. I noticed you put the link to the address book export in the chat room, uh, and if people were in there, they could get that link directly. But uh, yours is pretty easy to remember. It's just twofactorauth.org. Really, really simple stuff. Hmm. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, it is uh, another time for great information that you get here only on Social Media Edge Radio. Guess what it is, Mike? (laughs) I have no idea. This is a new segment to me. I'm going to be a grandpa. (laughs) Yay! Yeah, I just thought I'd share that here on Valentine's Day. uh, uh, Finally, as I near the age of 40... I am going to be a grandpa, so that's a, well, that's a good thing. congratulations. Yeah, thank you very yeah, much. Yeah, I saw thank that on much. Facebook. Saw that on Facebook, and I noticed in the show notes, you put it in kind of a pink background. Does that mean? Uh, we don't know yet. Unknown. Okay. Yeah, that was it was red on my side, so uh, I don't know. Or maybe it is pink when I it, highlight it. That's what The it highlight's is. pink. Yeah. Yeah. When I highlighted it, so yeah. No, no, don't know yet, but we'll know soon. And just want to share it with everybody that I meet. They're probably going to get sick of me. Um, we're going to take a little short break, but when we get back, we're going to dump into the things that we love about uh, what's happening on social media. Hey, this is Mike Mueller, and in case you didn't know, when I'm not co-hosting the show, I'm busy building websites for small businesses just like yours. But you know what? I do it a little differently than most web developers. First of all, I don't farm anything out. And secondly, I build what you want, not what I think you should have. And I don't just build a website. I don't just throw a template at it and call it a day. I ask you some very specific questions about your business and the goals of the website. And then I build a unique system that fits your needs. And that's something no other web developer does. Check out areweconnected.com forward slash smedge for more details and a special bonus just for you, our listeners. Frustrated with your website? Can't get it to look right or work right? Think it's too expensive to hire a real development company to quickly turn things around? Think again. For as little as $35, Ken Cook will investigate and often correct issues with your website. With over 20 years of web coding experience, he'll quickly identify your challenges and help keep the costs and time to a minimum. Many jobs can be completed the same day. Regardless of where your site is hosted, what platform it's developed on, or what framework is used, contact Ken today at thekencook.com. And instead of working for your website, make it work for you. Absolutely. I want my website to work for me. I don't want to work for my website. So many people do though, Mike, a lot of people actually, that's, they, they invest so much time into their website and they forsake doing the business that they're actually supposed to be. I mean, if you're a plumber, let's think about it. How do you get paid? Plumbing. Plumbing. <laughs> yeah. Connecting pipes. Or, yep. Or if you're a chiropractor, uh, you want to sit there for four hours, six hours a day and do all that stuff. Well, we're going to talk about some tools that might help you out. Um, and Mike was very diligent at getting some good information in there today. So I'm going to let you just read the title and, and introduce each topic, and I'll kind of chime in with my thoughts. How's that sound, Mike? Hey, that works for me. 
Um, And I'll go relatively quick. This show, and actually, um, we started out, I'm going to say the title of the show is more about marketing and technology. But in the middle of the night, I started thinking about, I woke up and I started thinking about things that I love about social media. And so I'm going to, this is where I'm diverting it to, is things that we love about social media. And the first thing that came to mind would be Google. And for you youngins, uh, grew up at Google. Google did not, was not always there. Um, we old people, we grew up with Google. Uh, we grew up with the internet before Google, and it was a very different place. Very different. It was. It was an extremely different place. In in fact, prior to Google. Most search engines actually were not search engines. They were actually databases of links that were pretty much manually put in. You had to submit, you had to go in and submit your website link to it, and then somebody would review it, and then they would classify it. And sometimes it would get classified incorrectly, and there was no uh, you know, there was no arguing who was going to be at the top. It was either alphabetical order or by order it was put into the database or or whatever. Remember those days, Mike? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, one of the big ones of that, spamming back then was to put your submit your link every two weeks. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, re- it really was. And there were, you know, like uh, Netscape and AOL and everybody then created their portals that kind of, you know, brought these things maybe a little bit more to life. But, uh, yeah, there was just it was lists of websites. That's ultimately what it was, and they were there was no algorithm, there was nothing. Oh no, not yeah. at all. Uh, yeah, you were lucky lucky to uh, get in. Uh, what was what was your favorite search engine prior to Google? Ooh, you know you you've got me stumped because I can't think of any. I, I can't think of the name. Um, but I used to use a bunch of different ones. Um, Alta, Alta Vista. Alta Vista. Alta Vista. Yeah. That was one of yeah, them. I was, but I used a, a I bunch was, of different ones. I used Web Crawler. I don't know if you remember that one or not. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Yeah. That was a, that was a, a big one. Excite was a big one. Um, yeah. There was another one called Hotbot, which uh, I think that got purchased and rolled into something else. There was, of course, Yahoo. Um, I, do you remember Dogpile, Mike? Oh, yeah. yeah Absolutely. Dogpile. See, Dogpile went back before the web because a Dogpile was a gopher, gopher site. Uh, yeah, I think Alta Vista was probably one of my favorite. Oh, Lycos. I almost forgot about Lycos. Oh, yeah. Yeah, see, now we're telling our age. Um, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> Whew. Uh, All right, moving on. Um, Yeah, let's do. I'm, (laughs) I'm going to say, and this is in no particular order. Although Google was my number one thing, um, I'm going to say WordPress. Or, uh, if you want to go farther back, and you go back to where I started, um, I started in something called Pyra Labs, and which kind of became Blogger, and then got bought by Google and all that kind of stuff. But I'm going to say WordPress because ultimately WordPress uh, took the ball, picked it up, and started running with it. And 
I go back to their original, I think it was their original mission statement from way back, and that was uh, democratizing publishing. And I, mm-hmm. I, I was thinking about that in the middle of the night, and way back when, if you wanted a website, if you wanted to put out a, a thought, if you wanted to do anything like that, you had to know HTML. You had to know a whole lot. And what these platforms have done, whether it's WordPress or, or Blogger or what have you, they've, they've really given everybody a voice. Everybody. You can, in, in minutes, you can have your own site that only you have control over and put out whatever you want to say. Correct. And we're talking, of course, of WordPress.org when you say you own your own stuff because WordPress.com is there. And WordPress.com is a good place to go learn how to do some of the things. But there there are quite a few differences between WordPress.com and Mm WordPress.org. And Mike Mike can talk to you more after the show about WordPress.org and what the difference is. But I'm telling you right now, you want WordPress.org if you own a business and you're doing business online. So one of my favorite things about WordPress is the fact that it's really easy to extend it. So just like adding apps to your phone, it's really easy right. to add apps to your to your WordPress. And I actually started using WordPress uh, before the fork when it was called B2, uh, B2 or Cafe Log. And then, of course, that branched out and WordPress went one way and then B2 Revolution went another way. Uh, mm-hmm. B2 Revolution is still out there, but uh, uh, Matt and uh, Mike have really taken – the WordPress branch to really, really new highs. I mean, they are by far number one uh, for blogging engines, website engines, and, and it's no longer just a blog. It's has a blog in it, but yeah, powerful stuff. Of course, Mike and I are both big advocates and, and uh, proponents of, yep. of WordPress. Yeah. Good one. I like that one, Mike. Yeah. What's next? Next point would be uh, YouTube. As simple as that uh, sounds, video and, and, you know, just the creation of content and and all of that and being able to do it with video, I love, uh, you know, and here I am. If you've you've been over to my website, I'm doing 28 days in February of video. I'm doing a video every single day, and I don't do enough of my own personal videos. I do maybe four or five videos a day for clients. I don't do enough of my own, and so I challenge myself to do a video each and every day. But YouTube, um, I absolutely love. You know, you wanna you wanna try open heart surgery on your your best friend? There's a YouTube video <laughs> for it. There is there's a, a how-to YouTube video somewhere out there. <laughs> there is, and it is a great how-to place. And you can obviously, it only takes you a few seconds to figure out if you're watching the right one. Um, but, uh, yeah. And, you know, I get, um, because I like my news on demand. I like my news when I want it instead of when it wants to be fed to me. Mm-hmm. And I find my news, uh, usually uncommentated, which I really like, uh, because that way I'm yeah. developing my own opinions. Well, probably one of my favorite YouTube channels is the TEDx channel. I, I love that one. Uh, and then there's another yeah, one that's called, uh, oh, What's it called? Um, it's this guy that lives in like uh, Australia or Borneo or something like that. And he goes out and he makes bricks and builds houses. And it's just uh, primitive survival kind of stuff. It's really cool. I enjoy what no words. He never says a word. 
he just does this stuff like he'll he'll build a oh. house in in one show but uh yeah i think it's called primitive skills or something like that uh do you subscribe to channels and and get the updates and go visit those you know i do and i've i've i'm getting a little bit more selective on which ones I subscribe to um, because they also hit my phone and I don't necessarily want, Hey, Joe Schmo has a new, new video, you know, as far as that goes, but I do subscribe sure. to quite a few. I'm amazed how many people subscribe to my channel. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, that said, <laughs> I am too. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, I'm at my channel, of course. Uh, what's next yeah. on the uh, menu? Uh, strange, but I, when I was thinking about YouTube and I was thinking, you know, as, as far as that goes, if it wasn't for the YouTube ads, and these are things that I love. What? Now, I know, but I'm going to say it's the YouTube ads that in a, in a very strange way, I don't necessarily, I, I hover over this, you know, you can skip this video in three, two, and my mouse button is ready to go, just like everybody else. <laughs> Mm-hmm. But if those ads were not there, a lot of these content creators would not uh, be doing those videos. They wouldn't be making – and it's not like they're getting rich. Some of them are, but it's mm-hmm. not like the the bulk of them are not. And it's those ads that allow those people to, to create great content. Right, and I agree, and I get paid for mine. Uh, it's not a lot, but it more than pays for my – um, I have a, a leased uh, hosting server that has plenty of space and plenty of everything else on it. It more than pays for that. It more than pays for my domain name registration uh, and, you know, gives us a little bit of fun money. It's not a tremendous amount. Uh, but you know what, Mike, if you're getting up into the hundreds of thousands of views per video and you're putting out one or two of those a month, uh, by the end of the year, mm-hmm. you've got a fairly decent income. Yeah. Yeah, if they're if if they're popular, you know, if you get the views, if you get the clicks as well. Um, yeah, uh, I'm just looking up. Uh, I jumped over here to YouTube really quickly because I think this is probably a, a good point to make. Uh, the TED videos, for example, um, well, clicked on the wrong one. So we've got uh, these. Almost all have nine to ten million views. So at nine to ten million views, and you're talking about making three to five cents per hundred views, you know it racks up, uh, especially when you got a few hundred right. um, videos going. Uh, probably enough about yeah. that. But uh, yeah, I'm, I, I love YouTube. One of my favorite things, and it's it's not only a good place to get information; it's also a good place to put information out, uh, as well as do your advertising. Exactly. Explain uh, this next one to next me, up, Mike. I'm actually going to group a. I'm going to group a bunch. I'm going to group memes, emoticons, and GIFs all into one thing because they make I, – I love them because they make social media a whole lot more interesting. <laughs> well, you just described half of Facebook, uh, probably uh-huh. a, a quarter <laughs> of uh, Twitter, and 100% of the original MySpace. There you go. My only, I do love them, and I use them. Uh, I create my own. I don't uh, generally repost one that I've found. And that's my big one problem with them is that I think a lot of times they take away personal expression. Um, so I would like to see more people create their own. 
and, and get your own thoughts and, and expressions out there. Other than that, I, I agree. I, I love them. They make uh, they make the web highly interactive. Yeah. So, what's your favorite um, type of meme? I, you know, it it really it really depends. Right now, um, you know, it depends on what kind of mood I'm in. And <laughs> right now, I don't know if you've seen, but there there are some absolute. I, I love dark humor, and um, there's a meme out there that you post your picture, uh, you post a picture of you holding a sign that says "Roast Me." And people do, and they come back with these just wickedly dark, horrible, some of the best ones anyway, um, yeah. some just absolutely rip you apart. Um, quick little roasts as far as that goes. Okay, One-liners. I'm going to do it. It's, it's just phenomenal. <laughs> yeah, put up a picture of me and say roast me. That'll work. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to put up one of me. I want to see me because I know I've got some brutal friends, really. And if they know that the chains are off, there's no telling what could happen. Uh, <laughs> how about uh, emoticons? I mean, you. I hear that you lose man points if you use emoticons. Have you have you all of your man points, I, Mike? I have most of them because what I use is I use the smiley and I use the and I just use the keyboard shortcuts for that. And then I mm-hmm. I use the thumbs up and Facebook. And Mm -hmm. so I've got my man card intact. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I I actually don't think you lose man points for doing that, but uh, I just don't do it because I forget. Uh, I do use the smiley, uh, you know, like the four different phases of the smiley face, the winking one, the uh, smiling one, the laughing one, whatever. Uh, And I used a heart today uh, because it's Valentine's Day primarily. But uh, yeah. You bet. Yeah. And gifts. Any good tips on where somebody can go to make a gift? Ooh, well, if you really, if you want to make a gift, there's, um, you've got Giphy as far as that goes. There's a bunch of different gift makers. Um, but you can, Giphy's probably the most popular. It's G I P H Y.com. And you can take a little snippet of video, upload it, and it creates a GIF, which is, a, you know, one of the mm-hmm. hardest things for people is they've got this video thing, and they, I want to make a GIF. Yep. Nice and easy. You could do it that way. Yeah, it's tough. Uh, all right, let's move along. I think I know a little about the next one. Not much, though. Well, I think we do. Um, I have to say, <laughs> I still love podcasting. Mm-hmm. Podcasting, I think has its place and I still love it and I love every Tuesday we come on the show and we do our podcast yeah it's self therapy for us uh, you know with since my wife listens because she's in the same room she hears half the conversation so we have at least a half of a listener um, mm. <laughs> but no podcasting <laughs> I listen to other podcasts when I'm doing things uh, and, and I learn quite a bit of things from them so yeah podcasting is so easy you can do it for free um we, we pay a little bit for hours but uh just because we want the extra bells and whistles yeah i'm a podcasting fan uh next up i'm gonna say i really love some of the long format reads um these are things like uh some of the, the better posts in medium that you can really i mean somebody put a whole lot of effort into this really some with good you know meat and potatoes in it not not a fluffy little post. I mm-hmm. love some of the big long reads. 
Mm-hmm. You do have to be in the mood for reading if you get over about 5,000 words. Uh, but yeah, it's, you know, for me, that's good. Uh, when I lay down, I know you're not supposed to do this. You're not supposed to lay down and, and try to go to sleep while you're reading your, uh, backlighted device. But, uh, often I do. And that's where I go for some of those longer, longer meteor posts. And they don't have to be, uh, you know, uh, on some crazy wild topic. They can be on something basic and, and rather generic, as long as you take the time to research it and really put your, your thoughts into it. So we're talking about 3,000 words plus, right, Mike? Yeah, that's generally, you know, that's generally what uh, Google thinks of, but that's, you know, what most people will think of as well. Yeah, very good. Wouldn't have picked that one, but that's good. And it's that's where you go to get your real information. Yep. What's this next thing you speak of here? Well, I'm going to I'm going to bundle a couple of them together again, Facebook and Twitter. Um mm-hmm. use those a lot as far as social networks. Uh, I love social networks. And you know, it, Facebook just, you know, in in pages, in groups, and my profile and everything that Facebook has done phenomenal. Um I think absolutely just wonderful. I mean, it's the people that you know are kind of making Facebook funny for some, including myself. Um, but the social network itself is a phenomenal thing. Absolutely. I mean, look at how much it's reconnected people. You know, my wife has been able to get connected with family that she hasn't been connected with a while since she's four thousand miles from home. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you can connect with old high school buddies that you haven't seen, old college buddies old army buddies, whatever, right. everybody's out there. Uh, now, I don't, are we at 2 billion users on Facebook yet? We've got to be getting close. Uh, so, yeah, and Twitter, I still love Twitter. I know Twitter gets a bad rap because of the amount of uh, extraneous information that's on there. But if you do it right and you do lists uh, or you do, um, uh, you know, keyword monitoring, you really trim all of that out. So I'm a big fan of of Twitter to this day. Never was a big fan of Google Plus, uh, but uh, definitely Facebook and Twitter. Uh, mm-hmm. I threw a couple up in there too, Mike. I think that uh, one of these can go either way, and that's live streaming. So we have a lot of different things that have live streaming these days, uh, and the name of the new hot one has totally escaped me. Uh I think it starts with a P, but it's out there somewhere. <laughs> um, but uh, there's all kinds of live streaming uh, available. Ustream is out there. Live stream. Uh, now you can go live on Facebook. When you've got something really cool to share, like an event mm. or uh, how to do something like you would on YouTube. Uh, and, then, you know, last week or week before last, one of our tools was actually how to syndicate live streaming across uh, multiple channels. And that was to use right. live stream. So, yeah, I'm a, I'm a live streaming fan. I, I think you are too, right? I am. I think, you know, I, I do watch my fair share of of live streams, whether that's in Facebook. Most of them I'm going to say are in Facebook. Um, mm-hmm. But I do watch, and, you know, YouTube is catching on. You know, I, I'm watching more and more on YouTube as well. Yeah, absolutely, uh, <clears throat> which will probably be my next attempt to to try that. I've done it a couple of times on a couple of different topics. Uh, and I'm thinking about doing that on a, uh, 
I use the term survival, but it's actually just kind of skills that everybody ought to have. When I talk about survival, I don't mean uh, hardcore prepper. I mean what to do in a real-world situation that you might face, uh, like a uh, earthquake, landslide, flood, storm, whatever, those kind of things. I'm going to kind of bundle up uh, three here and do what Mikey's been doing. And uh, I'm going to bundle up GoFundMe, Indiegogo, and Kickstarter. Even though GoFundMe isn't really product-centric, uh, uh, it's still a way for people to raise funds. But uh, Indiegogo and mm-hmm. Kickstarter, if you haven't used them or been there, I have a, a friend and client who did very well with a, a Kickstarter campaign and kickstarted his uh, outdoor cooker uh, and got his business off of the ground. But GoFundMe is kind of the same thing if you have a, a real need. Now, there are a lot of frauds out there, and there's a website called GoFraudMe.com. If you haven't ever checked that out, you might want to. <clears throat> Check that out too. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I, I, I like those sites. They give us the opportunity to reach out and ask for help or ask for investors, uh, so to speak, uh, by having them do pre-purchases. Uh, and also, it gives us the opportunity, if we are a giving kind of person, to do that. What do you think, Mike? No, absolutely. Um, that was, and I, I think that's. That's a, a phenomenal thing because, you know, sometimes you and I'm talking about the Kickstarter Indiegogo thing, but the GoFundMe part, um, you know, things happen to people, and you you can you know you can make a difference in somebody's life really quick with something like that, and I think I think it's brought just a, a new world, um, you know, to social media where we can we can actually reach out and do some help. And then I love the Indiegogo Kickstarter part of it all, where you can actually – I can invest in a business. I can be an angel investor on a very mm-hmm. small scale. Yeah, and it also gives you the opportunity to – if you want to be a first adopter, you can't get any more first adoptive than Indiegogo and Kickstarter. And if you look mm-hmm. at some of the opportunities they have on there, and it gives you the opportunity not only to invest in it, but to be one of the first ones to own that product once it goes to production. Because most of these are pre-production uh, things. They're looking for startup funding to buy the materials and get the, uh, get the um, manufacturers to create these things for you. So very, very good stuff. And here's one that I use almost every day. I know it catches a lot of slack, uh, flack because it's community – uh, based, but that community, like other communities, does a very good job of policing itself to make sure that the information is correct. And of course, I'm speaking of Wikipedia. Right. Yeah. And how many times do you do a search and Wikipedia is in the top three answers? And you go to it. Absolutely. I use Wikipedia all the time. A lot of times I'll use it kind of as a uh, the beginning of a thread to pull on because it will give you uh, citations that you can go do further research. So not being one, you know, I ought to be from the uh, the show me state because I just don't always believe everything I read or see. <laughs> so Wikipedia gives me a really good place to go and kind of use it like a, a search engine on a very narrow topic. And when I go to the citations, I can go and read the original information uh, directly. Myself, right? Do you have a wiki page, Mike? I don't. On Wikipedia, yeah. you mean? Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I'm waiting for somebody to write it. I'm a member. 
but I just you can't create your own. No, I, I know someone that did, and it's obvious <laughs> because I know yep. him. <laughs> uh, we're going to finish up with uh, one that has kind of changed uh, a lot of things. It actually is gets people to pay attention. Uh, I think you know, as we were discussing before the show, it it kind of had an original purpose, and then it was I won't say absconded, but it was kind of invaded by. Um, maybe even some of the people that it was <laughs> wanting to not be involved, but it has changed so much. Not only has it changed, yeah. but it's, it's actually changed the world. Uh, what could we possibly be talking about? Change.org. I love change. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, the one thing I don't like about it is once you sign up for one they kind of tell you about everything else that you don't really want to care know about. So you got to go in and set your preferences to make sure that you're not constantly being bombarded by quote unquote relevant uh, other campaigns. Why don't you tell us very quickly what it's all about? Well, anybody. So this, this goes back to kind of like WordPress where you can, uh, WordPress was democratizing publishing, which meant basically anybody could, uh, create content, well, change.org, you don't have to wait for a petition. You don't, if you've got an idea, if you've got a point, if you've got a thought, you know what? They should be putting pickles in ice cream. If that's what you're passionate about and you think that uh, that should be, you can create a petition. And then other people sign that petition, and you might be petitioning Ben and Jerry's to make pickles and ice cream, pickles and milk ice cream. Who knows? But there's a whole lot of also, uh, I'm not saying silly stuff like that, but there's a lot of real stuff out there. And uh, people are listening, and companies are listening. And if enough people get on the bandwagon and sign a petition, it's, it's a pretty huge thing. Yeah. Um, in fact, I'm just looking through, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm just looking through a couple right now on the uh, front page of the browse. And one of them is to put a veggie burger on the menu at in and out <laughs> Yep. Uh, you know, there's some. I to think remove. I signed that. Yeah, you probably did. You will vegan you, uh, you chicken egg <laughs> eater. Uh, <laughs> Uh, there's, you know, there's one about stopping price gouging on charity funded drugs. There's one to remove a sheriff from office. Uh, there's one to stop the army from taking back signing bonuses 10 years later. Uh, you know, there's just all kinds of stuff and pretty much anything you're interested in, you're going to find something relevant. If not, guess what? You can create your own petition, solicit for people to sign it. Uh, it used to be that if something got 100,000 signatures that Congress would agree to view it if it was relative <coughs> to something the federal <coughs> excuse me, something that the federal government did. Um, but I, I don't know if that still exists. But yeah, it's uh, pretty cool stuff. Uh, what's your favorite one yeah. we talked about today, Mike? Well, I'm going to go all the way back and I'm going to say um, I'm going to say WordPress and it, I think WordPress has had one of the biggest impacts and it's still one of those things that I, I love about social media. I'm going to go one up above you there to the top of the list and say Google. Not that I don't like WordPress, but I think without Google, we just wouldn't be um, where we are today. Just mm -hmm. it, 
has so radically changed everything about what we do online. Uh, yeah, big Google fan. So, yeah, not sure if I mentioned it, but I'm going to be a grandpa. Yay! <laughs> I'll be I'll be the um, what do you call it the uh, the audience clap. Yay! Good job. Uh, you're going to be weird, Uncle Mike from California. That's what you're going to be. That's uh, there you go. Actually, uh, <laughs> it'll be halfway to your house anyway because uh, they live in Denver. And uh, oh, perfect. Yeah. yeah, perfect. We'll go out to uh, get Mile High and see the baby born. I think that's about it. Yay. Good show, Mike. Thanks for your participation. Most welcome. I think it's time to say bye, Mike. It is. Bye, Mike. Thanks for listening to yet another edition of Social Media Edge Radio with your host, Ken Cook, and co-host, Mike Mueller. Stay on top of what's happening by visiting socialmediaedge.com. <laughs>